Time is it? Adventure Time Time. How is everyone? I'm your host, Tara, and welcome to Adventure Time Time, an Adventure Time podcast where we talk about Adventure Time episode by episode. This week we're going to talk about an episode that introduces one of the more prominent and memorable secondary characters in the eponymous Tree Trunks. Tree Trunks opens with Finn and Jake playing with swords near her house in a clearing at Tree Trunks Apple Orchard. Here we see for the first time Finn's famous gold sword, Scarlet, and Jake's sword, which will only go on to appear in this episode and in Conquest of Cuteness. Tree Trunks, the little pygmy elephant, pokes her head out of her house, which in this episode seems to be some sort of a camper or mobile home, to call Finn and Jake in for some apple pie. Finn jokes that he's going to eat all of the pie before Jake can get there, and Jake lets out an overly dramatic, no. He's animated with one of the more overly exaggerated faces that are part of the early show's DNA. The two get into Tree Trunk's house, and as she's talking to them, a fly lands on the pie. She's despondent and throws the pie into the trash, saying that if flies want it, they can have it. She's also animated with a big, dramatic face. Finn and Jake are disappointed about losing the pie, but Tree Trunk says that there's another pie about to be ready. She pulls it out of the oven and serves it to them. Finn and Jake tell her that this is the best apple pie ever. As they continue to eat, Tree Trunks asks them what they would do if they could do anything that they wanted to. Finn says that he would catch a shooting star, travel to outer space, and fight space monsters. Jake says that he would carve his face on the moon so that the moon would look like his face. Tree Trunks says that she would pick an apple. Finn quits that it's lame. Jake elbows him, and Finn follows up by saying that she picks apples all the time. Tree Trunks says that she's not talking about any ordinary apple, but the crystal gem apple, which is hidden deep in the deep dark forest. Jake spits his drink directly into Finn's face and says that that sounds awesome. The trio takes off for the deep dark forest to help Tree Trunks get her wish. In the deep dark forest, Finn is carrying Tree Trunks on his head. She comments that she likes being up so high. Jake says that he can take her even higher on his shoulders, and Finn whispers to him that no, she has a weak heart. As they're traveling, the trio comes upon some ground that is unusually sticky. Finn and Jake play with it, with Jake sticking his butt into it. Tree Trunks tells Finn that she wants to try. Finn says that he's okay with her doing whatever she wants to do, so he takes her off of his head and places her on the sticky ground. She laughs and comments that it's like cookie dough. As she's playing with it, an eye opens and stares at her. She realizes that the ground is alive and says hello to it. Finn and Jake turn to see who she's talking to, and as they do, a wall of flesh stretches up behind them. Finn tells Tree Trunks to stay away from it and get shoved to the ground by the wall. Finn and Jake begin punching and kicking the wall. Tree Trunks notices the eye and the mouth and decides to try to befriend the wall. She says that she knows that it will like stickers. She puts a rainbow sticker on it and a scratch and stiff snicker and she comments that it smells just like a pickle. She also shows what she refers to as a holographic sticker with a unicorn without a horn. It's actually a lenticular sticker, but I'm not surprised that she doesn't know what that is, considering she doesn't even know what a horse is. An arm stretches out of the wall of flesh and grabs her. She doesn't seem concerned and simply asks what it's doing. It raises her up to drop it into its mouth. Finn sees and dives forward, cutting off the arm with his sword. 
The wall of flesh wails in pain and retreats to the inside of a hollow tree. Finn asks Tree Trunks about putting stickers on that evil monster. She says she thought it needed some tender love and affection. As she's saying this, a butterfly flies up to her. She comments, what a pretty butterfly. The butterfly somehow comes off more scary to the audience than it intends to. It has skull wings, the body of a bee without a stinger, and a human skull. It's also carrying a sword. Maybe it's just me, but this butterfly is really disconcerting. As she's watching this butterfly, Finn comments that Tree Trunks is old and bonkers and that they can't take her through the evil dark forest. Jake repeatedly comments that she'll be fine and that everything will be fine. During Finn and Jake's conversation, Tree Trunks is taken off by herself to follow the butterfly, and as she does, a group of evil signposts wake up and begin to follow her. Finn and Jake run to catch up and find Tree Trunks. She set up a picnic for the scary butterfly. As Finn and Jake come up, they find her surrounded by evil signposts. She offers one of them a sandwich from her picnic basket, and it slaps it out of her hand. She comments, Oops, you dropped it! Finn and Jake begin to fight the evil signposts. Finn sees that they've completely surrounded Tree Trunks and dives in and grabs Tree Trunks to protect her. She comments that he's giving her such a nice hug. He says he's not trying to hug her, he's trying to save her life. Jake notices that Finn is getting beaten up by the signposts as he's trying to protect Tree Trunks. So he dives in himself, completely envelops the two, balloons out, knocks back the remaining signposts, destroying them, and rolls out of the area. Tree Trunks is still oblivious to any danger at all and is disappointed at the disruption of her tea party. Finn has finally had enough and he says that he's jacked up because of her. He's beaten and bruised. His left eye is cartoonishly swollen. He insists that she look at his jacked up face. Tears well up in Tree Trunks' eyes and she asks if Finn is mad at her. He sighs, disarmed, and says that she's too super cute for him to be mad at her and that she is in fact a top-notch adventurer. Just then, a snake-armed ruby brain beast attacks them. Finn jumps to protect Tree Trunks again. I think Finn's getting jacked up again, she says to Jake. Yeah, Finn can handle it, he says. And then, as if it's all the explanation that's needed, he says, He's 12. Tree Trunks says that she thinks she knows a way to help Finn. Jake says that she should just stay put. Tree Trunks says, Finn said I was a top-notch adventurer, and my adventurous instincts tell me to seduce this tentacle critter with my womanly charms and elephant prowess. And Jake simply replies, Uh, no way. There's a wipe cut. Finn is still fighting the monster. Tree Trunks comes into frame wearing heavy makeup and begins dancing. Finn asks her what she's doing. and She says, I'm helping you by tempting this guy with my body. Finn retorts that that's not a guy, but it's a monster. Tree Trunks says that even brain beasts get lonely. Finn shouts to Jake that he was supposed to watch her. Jake, swooning with lipstick marks all over his face, says that he tried to stop her, but that she overpowered him. Finn shouts at him to get Tree Trunks out of there. Jake shakes himself aware, runs to grab all of the monster's arms slash heads. Finn comments that he can't find the magic gem's weak spot, and in a nice bit of visual humor, the monster spins around to face Jake, and Finn and the audience both see the weak spot. It's a giant ruby that takes up the entirety of the monster's back. Finn jumps in and dispatches the creature with a single swing of his sword. Tree Trunks is elated and says that she did it. She helped and that she's the sexiest adventurer in the world. At this point, Finn has had enough and has become furious. He shouts at her. You're not an adventurer. You almost got yourself killed again. Do you want to die? 
Is that what you think adventurers do? Die and make all their friends feel terrible because they couldn't save you? Jake is taken aback and Tree Trunk has tears and makeup running down her face. She says that she's going home now and that Finn shouldn't yell at cuties who just want to help him. She takes off. Finn is dejected and says to Jake that he was just upset because he cared about her safety. Jake says, that's just what happens when you care too much. The two here tree trunks exclaim from a distance and run in to check up on her. Tree trunks has found the crystal gem apple. It's hanging by itself in a crystal gem tree. Finn apologized to her. He says, I'm a huge butt guy for getting mad at you. I'm a huge fart. I was only upset because I love you and I don't want to see you get hurt. Tree trunk says, that's precious. And that she'll accept an apology if he'll let her kiss his cheek. Finn says, I don't know. Jake insists that he let her kiss his cheek and says that it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. As he's saying this, a crystal guardian appears. It's a flat, blue, bipedal creature that has assumed Finn and Jake's appearance. It's also mimicking their speech. Finn tells Tree Trunks to stay out of the monster battle this time, that he doesn't want her getting hurt. She promises to stay put. Finn tells the guardian to back off. It tells him to back off. Finn says to stop copying him. It says to stop copying him. Finn runs up at the Guardian and punches at it. It punches back and hits his fist. Comically, Finn's arm crunches up and he gives another exaggerated Season 1 face and screams in pain. Jake stretches into attack and the Guardian stretches as well, headbutting Jake. As they're fighting, the creepy butterfly comes back to visit Tree Trunks. This time, it has a keytar with it. Another butterfly comes in carrying a drum kit. They begin playing together and a bunch of other butterflies come in to dance with Tree Trunks. The Crystal Guardian transforms to mimic Tree Trunks, and Finn says to attack it while it's copying her. He and Jake both dive in to punch it, and two fists shoot out, and it punches them back. Finn decides the best way to stop it is Tree Trunks style. He and Finn both don heavy makeup. Jake's makeup is thick, but more traditional, complete with a beauty mark. Finn's makeup is white pancake makeup, with blue surrounding his mouth and dripping down to his chin. Flames around his eyes, and heavy cheekbone highlights. It's very clownish. They begin to dance, causing the Guardian to dance as well. Jake picks up Tree Trunks and stretches up to the apple. Finn says, Hey Crystal Guardian, are you okay with Tree Trunks taking a bite from the apple? Jake replies, I'm okay with it. The Guardian copies him. And then Jake says, And I'm stupid. And the Guardian copies him again, causing Jake to laugh. Tree Trunks takes a bite out of the apple. Jake asks her how it tastes. She looks very displeased gazes directly into the camera and explodes. The scene ends with Finn and Jake shocked and frozen in place, Jake still holding his arm where he was holding tree trunks. The Crystal Guardian is mirroring the shock of Finn and Jake. The last thing that we see in this episode is tree trunks laughing and walking through a field of crystal. Tree trunks is one of the funnier episodes of the first season. It's also the first episode that actually establishes the characters going out on an actual adventure. The humor coming from Tree Trunk sweetly bumbling her way through the scary dark forest is the cornerstone of this episode, and it works every time. You feel like she's completely daft, but you love her, and you want to see her succeed. I think that's why the ending works so well. When Tree Trunks explodes after eating the crystal gem apple, you're shocked, but you want to laugh at the same time. This episode knows how to hold the punchlines to visual gags just long enough, and it works great. Atmospherically, this episode comes off as scary and dark. There's a nice contrast between the colorful apple orchard and the inside of Tree Trunk's house to that of the forest. There isn't much variety inside of the forest itself, 
but it only takes up about half of the episode, and with all of the action going on, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Some of the creature designs come off as quite disconcerting. The wall of flesh kind of makes your skin crawl when you realize what it is, and the skeleton butterflies tend to make you uneasy. Tree Trunks is a vehicle for the eponymous character. It, it's designed to introduce her and show off her character, both in relation to Finn and Jake and to the world that she lives in. It's a stark contrast to the well-traveled, passionate, anti-fascist, loving mother that Tree Trunks will be shown to be in later episodes of the series. It's weird to see how she starts out in the show, given that she's demonstrated to be, if not elderly, at least quite old, given that the character will grow so much in the future. Behind the scenes, trivia, and episode connections. One of the first things that needs to be pointed out is the fact that the original airing of this episode didn't have the scene with Tree Trunks walking through the crystal field. It apparently ended after she exploded. The My Two Favorite People DVD reportedly did not include the scene. The scene was added because viewers complained that the ending was too dark. On commentary for this episode are Betty Ward, Pendleton Ward's mother, and Polly Lou Livingston, the voice of Tree Trunks. The first thing that I noticed listening to Polly was the fact that there's virtually no difference between her and Tree Trunks' voice. It almost sounds as if she's playing herself. Even someone like John DiMaggio, who says that Jake is closest to his natural speaking voice, sounds quite a bit different when he's doing the voice of Jake and when he's talking as himself. Polly reveals that she met Penn when he was about 11 years old and she went to the ward's home. She described Penn as this cute little blonde boy drawing and using the computer. She said, I thought he was wonderful since I love to draw, and I don't know how to use a computer, so I thought he was even more wonderful. Polly claims that when Penn asked her to do a voice for the show, she almost fainted. She couldn't figure out how Penn had remembered her because it had been over eight years since the two had seen one another. Betty comments that she's unforgettable, and Polly responds that saying she doesn't need any more compliments after that. Betty asks about picking up Polly to do the voiceover and why Polly was dressed up in costume. Polly says that her mother was an actor and that she dressed her up for everything. Polly says that whenever she does a part, she has to be dressed in costume so that she really feels like the character. She reveals that one time she was doing a voiceover for the radio and she got dressed up for the part and obviously no one was going to see her on the radio, but she felt like she needed to get dressed up for the part. She also says that when she becomes Tree Trunks, she feels like her for about 24 hours. Betty asks her how it feels to be Tree Trunks and she says that she feels innocent and darling and protected and not real bright. Polly says that she never made apple pie before she met Tree Trunks and that she does so now and then it comes out so well. She also says that she gets recognized in public due to her voice now. She points out that growing up her teachers couldn't stand her voice, but if they were alive today that she'd show them. Every time that creepy skeleton butterfly comes onto screen, Polly talks about how much she likes it. Betty talks a lot about Penn in this episode. She says that he grew up on her hip and that he always loved drawing and dancing. She says that when he went to Cal Arts, they make you dance there so that you can understand movement. But Penn would have done it anyway because he always loved it. She thinks it's funny that she always used to carry around yellow sticky notes in her purse because Penn would always be drawing on them. It's funny because that's what Penn uses now as an adult for storyboarding. She says that his first animation was a little circle that just rolled across the page. Betty says that one time when Penn was a kid, she got paid for a painting that she sold. She took the money, tucked it in her bra, and when she got home, she took the money out and threw it in the air. Penn animated it and that it was so cute. Betty says that when Penn was a kid, she'd take him to museums 
and the two would just sit and draw. She says that it would usually be something cubist, and by the time that Penn was finished drawing, that there would be a crowd around him watching him. At the age of five, Penn would be able to replicate cubist paintings. She also points out how quiet of a child that he was, that she would take him to school with her. She says that when Penn was a child of five or six or even younger, that he was listening attentively to college-level art classes. In Snail Spotting The snail is on Tree Trunk's picnic basket, waving to us, as the evil signposts are creeping up on her as she's preparing her tea party for the creepy skeleton butterfly. Tree Trunks is one of the more standout episodes of Season 1. The art and character models are starting to come together, the animation is becoming more consistent, and the writing is showing the early series at its best. Polly Lou Livingston stands out as Tree Trunks and will become a blast to watch later in the series as well. She's a great addition to the secondary cast, and this episode couldn't be a better introduction to her. Well, that's our show. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, you can find me on social media at facebook.com slash adtimetime, that is A-D-time-time, as well as twitter.com slash adtimetime. You can email the show at adventuretimetime at hotmail.com. If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash adventuretimetime. You can listen to Adventure Time Time at anchor.fm slash adventuretimetime or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.